You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. It's five minutes to midnight, time to save the world. You've arrived too late to stop the loathsome right, and monstrous transdimensional ancient one tears through reality. An iridescent rift slashes across darkened skies, heralding the nightmarish creatures that pour into the hallowed buildings of Mesotonic University. As howls and screams cut through the night, there is only one path left for your fearless investigators. Hold back the horde as long as possible to somehow reverse the summoning. Gather your friends for a last stand in Arkham Horror final hour. A fully cooperative, fast-paced board game for one to four players. An endless tide of monsters sweep across Mesotonic University campus, and you must hold them back, all while searching desperately for the ritual components you need to put an end to this insanity. Playable in under 60 minutes, your fate depends on a cooperation between you and your fellow investigators. The odds against you are astronomical, but if you don't succeed, this will indeed be the final hour for Arkham and the world. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin. And Ricky. And they said the name of the game right there at the end there. We're talking about... The World? No. Oh, We're talking Arkham. about uh, Arkham Horror Final Hour. Uh, we were lucky enough to be able to snag a copy for us. I'm still waiting sh- for Europe to show up. <laughs> it's the final hour. It's the final countdown. For the, To the final hour. do 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 do, 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 do. Oh, we can't do that. We don't have the rights to that. Yeah, well, if I go, if I'm doing any more do-do-do's, we might get sued. Um, but no, we were lucky enough to be able to grab a copy for ourselves, uh, and we did grab a, you grabbed a copy for yourself. I initially bought one for myself, but we like our listeners enough that we decided to give it away. So um, you still have until September 9th to look into that giveaway. Absolutely. You can, you can find it on our Instagrams, our or well, our shared Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up Tabletop Arcanum. It's all over the place. You can't miss it. And the nice thing is, you can enter daily. So if you really want to get in on that, you can just keep going in day after day after day. Tell like, us that you like share, us. Broadcast yeah. it. Share it with your friends. Maybe one of them will win, and you can play the game anyway. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, that's uh, what we're doing here. Final hour. Yeah. Um, so the tabletop arcadeum review slightly early before it hits retail shelves. Uh, some people have already seen it. There's been playthroughs and, and reviews already out there, but we're gonna put our take on there because there's only so many people who have their hands on this right now. Oh yeah. Um, before we jump into that, um, quick news update. I don't have too much. Um, I did see that there is uh, Clank Legacy coming out. Looks mm-hmm. like everyone's trying to get down on that legacy lifestyle. Um, uh, Clank Legacy, um, Machokoro Legacy was at Gen Con. Yeah, legacies are, are a hot thing right now, so we'll see how many more it can take. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, nothing too, too exciting. I don't know how you are feeling on any other news. Um... I keep seeing more and more with uh, Marvel Champions. I'm liking mm-hmm. it. Um, there's also a tabletop similar that someone's already built that you can actually kind of sit down and play already. 
Uh, so if you have a, oh, wow. weren't at Gen Con, weren't able to do it, you can uh, if you have Tabletop Simulator on Steam, um, you can actually play that game uh, through a mod right now. Uh, the rules are, I think someone put them up on Board Game Geek, so they are kind of floating out there. Uh, there just isn't anything really official from Fantasy Flight. Still waiting on news for Arkham Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be early October, as it is usually every year, but um, we haven't seen anything official. Matt Neiman confirmed it at Gen Con that they are planning on doing it, just we're waiting for tickets and details mm-hmm. to kind of come for that still. So, more to come. Very good. Um, otherwise, did, did you do we have anything to pimp on Kickstarter right now? Anything? Uh, if not, we can cut this part out. I'm putting myself in Kickstarter jail uh, personally, so I haven't been seeing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Wicked Realms did finish. Um, their Kickstarter for uh, Etherfields, which is a nice co-op game. Dwelling some Ettervale from Breaking Games is, I believe, doing late pledges still. Um, the Peterson games for Cthulhu Wars have pretty much locked down their pledges at this point. So things are uh, pretty solidifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orchid Nebula has Vindication, which is pretty much done for filling at this point. So, a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, the one that I'm still waiting on is called to Adventures Expansion for Name of the Wind. That should be sometime in the next month or so. They kind of lock down addresses for mm. backers, so that'll be kind of the next step there. Fair enough. getting those in, the, in backers' hands. And then, likely, retail shelves will be shortly following, because um, when the game came out, it was very fast. The only other one that I would say that is live right now that I would definitely recommend checking out is uh, Burgle Brother. Uh, Burgle Bros. Two: The Casino Capers is live. Uh, Burgle Bros. was a fun game, uh, so they're doing a sequel to it. Excellent. So, other than that, it's been like like I said, I kind of put myself in Kickstarter jail, so I've been trying not to pay attention to things and get excited and then back them and then realize I don't have the money to back them. Fair enough. I'm still We're recovering all a little from, broke. Yeah, I'm still recovering from Gen Con. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into the meat of our episode. Money was no option until, well, it was. Yeah, I mean, money's always an option for me. Er. Roll recap, son. Oh, roll recap. Where yeah. is my mind? Well, mine's going to go pretty quick because I just played uh, Arkham Final Hour a few times. Um, I mean, we played it immediately after we wrapped up last game. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been running a um, fifth ed Dungeons and Dragons campaign yep. for me and a few other friends. Um, we are. I, I busted out Harry Potter. Um, I mean, that's I, a word we haven't heard in a while. Yeah, I know. Uh, my girlfriend is pretty excited. We're about to move in together, so that means that I get to expose her to all of my board games. But chances are, when I say all my board games, I mean we're just going to play Harry Potter until those cards are dead. Um, yeah. on that, we played Arkham Horror last week, yeah, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, right after, the day after we recorded last, um, so we are currently... Five out of eight scenarios done with Circle Undone. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's been a fun campaign, I do recommend it. Um, if you're just getting into the Arkham Horror LCG, it is not a bad one to start with. Mm-hmm. Um... 
I would also recommend Dunwich the first uh, the first cycle as well. I would wait on Forgotten Age because that one's a little tougher if you don't have a deeper card pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirkos is kind of in the middle there. Man. So, but we're going to get ready for a new cycle coming up, and Return to Kirkos is coming, and all sorts of fun stuff with Arkham Horror. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Game, the game is hitting a nice stride at this point, which I'm, I'm really personally appreciating. So, anything else? No. What have you been up to? Uh, well, you stole a lot of my thunder. You're welcome. But, I only did it because I knew you had a bunch of other games on top of that. But yeah, did get to play some Gloomhaven. Um, we did actually fail that scenario that we tried. It was rough. We had to dash and grab, essentially. We had to like get to three different spots, but every time we got to one of those spots, more monsters spawned, and we had to then, once getting all the things, leave mm-hmm. the way we came through. Where, oh, wait, all the monsters were. It was rough. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to try it again soon because that was a fun one, but definitely a, a tougher one. Uh, then tried out a couple times now uh, Detective City of Angels from Van Rider Games. Play Introduced that to the board game group, and some people liked it, some people didn't. If you don't like detective deduction, like who done it, sort mm-hmm. of like you're trying to figure out the puzzle while you're playing, may not be a game for you. Otherwise, it's really good. Uh, the Chisel, who is what I played is essentially as the, the narrator of the game. I'm playing the responses of the people that the detectives talk to slash kind of mm-hmm. the city itself. Um, and I, as the chisel, would win if everybody else loses and doesn't solve the case in time before it gets cold. So my mm-hmm. goal is to try to throw them off. Mm-hmm. I really want to... I, I picked that up for you at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, you were off running trying to get something else. And I just so happened to be walking past and yeah. saw that they had a few left for the day and, and grabbed that. So I, I definitely want to try that one out. That one looked like it was a lot of fun. Van Ryder Games has had quite a few good hits. Good, yeah. So some Hostage very solid games. Hostage Negotiator is really good from them. The graphic novels are pretty solid, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I really want to play is Caruso Crew, which is like the four kids. But it's like you can play up to four players with it. It's not like a solo adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, choose your own adventure which i think is really cool um then they had uh big score last year which was their big hit yeah and that was a, that's a lot of fun that too. was a lot of fun um so detective is yet another game that does seem to be put really solid the production quality is there the only issue i kind of have with detective specifically is the cases are kind of one and dones mm-hmm. um anyone who played the first case with me pretty much can't play it again as a detective they could play it as a chisel if they got their own copy and run other people through it so you do get that aspect um Mm. of replayability in our case but kind of once you know where it goes you know who did it with what how yeah um so but the one thing i did just kind of put together is they have a solo mode where i can play the case myself figure out you know kind of have that self-discovery Mm-hmm. And then run it as a chisel. Uh, yeah. Brothers. Um, so I did that with this. Uh, I actually did that myself. I played two cases to see how it was. Um, played Agricola. Um, that was, uh, it's an, kind of a classic, if you will, at this point. Uh, in those like heavier worker placement games, it's not quite Lords of Waterdeep. It's kind of the next stage. But Agricola is a lot of fun. Um, if on the base level you call it like, hey, we're farmers and we're just trying to build our crops and our families, 
the theme sounds not very engaging, but the actual gameplay is mm-hmm. what's solid. Uh, also got to test out the Cowboy Bebop board game Boogie, which was a solo one to four player game, kind of in the same vein of Arkham Horror, but takes a little bit longer. Pretty much you're playing the members of the, the Bebop from the mm-hmm. anime series, and you're just trying to solve your sessions or your personal story in the game um, together. Make sure everybody does their, their personal story and the personal objectives mm-hmm. before you run out of food. But then you have to do bounties and things like that to make sure you have money to afford food and fuel. So mm-hmm. you're kind of balancing all those resources uh, in a game. Ultimately, there's other games like that that I'd rather play mm-hmm. that are like that push your resources, see how far you can get mm-hmm. uh, co-op. Um, if you're a fan of the game, it has some el- or a fan of the anime, you have some elements in there that are very neat. Um, one thing I do appreciate is every card has unique art. So Spike, one of the main characters, you have a deck of cards for him, but every card, even if it does the same thing, has different art on it. That's cool. Which for a licensed game felt more important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, played a te- <laughs> kind of stuck with the anime theme this week for somehow um played attack on titan last stand which was kind of a dice chucker push your is that the one it. with the giant thing oh i played that one yeah yeah you just roll dice and you're trying to get it if you roll the titan die or titan face mm-hmm. the titan gets more powerful and does stuff back to you and that's not fun but it was a neat game if you're a fan of the show it definitely has a lot of heavy theme in it mm-hmm. um Again, I kind of walked away with the same thing. Like, kind of Bebop, there's other games in that vein I'd rather play. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of Attack on Titan, so that definitely isn't helping me in that regard. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of Cowboy Bebop, so it kept me more interested in that game knowing it. But at the same time, coming from a board game analytical side, it was... Mm-hmm. I've seen this done in, in different ways that i've enjoyed better yeah i picked that up uh for christmas for my niece mm. and she's a huge attack on titan fan so yeah. to play with her she had a lot of fun it was really nice seeing her have those moments of like oh that's really cool art or this is really cool i like right. the the theme here right um i watched attack on titan i'm, I'm kind of in that same i, I kind of have that same feeling as you i mean it, it's a cool looking setup but that's about it yeah and then my last role recap is actually Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, the board game, uh, Dead of Night expansion, which we picked up early at Gen Con. Got to mm-hmm. play one of the new scenarios with a couple new characters. Um, Shot in the Dark, one of the two new scenarios, is fun. Your general outline is you're faced off between a gang war mm-hmm. between the O'Bannons and the Sheldon gang. And you can do one of two things. You can either... Um, try to play both gangs and try to get kind of in with both or you can go heavy on one or the other. Mm-hmm. And there's benefits and penalties to both of those things. So, But you're ultimately trying to figure out like why is everybody mad? Why is everybody fighting? And mm-hmm. in the nature of the Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, you, what, you, what your end goal is, you don't know until you're about halfway through the game. So... It was a lot of fun to do that. We did lose in the last uh, hour as everything was going fine until it wasn't. Fair enough. Which is very Arkham Horror. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of which, yeah. the final hour and very Arkham Horror feeling, let's jump right into our review here of 
Arkham Horror Final Hour. So this is a new game launched and announced at Gen Con, put together by Carlo Ra uh, Rossi. And the entire game is one to four players plays in an hour or less. Which for an Arkham game is unheard of, but... Well, you can most Arkham games you can lose in that much time. Yeah. To actually have a chance at winning, it's mm -hmm. usually not an hour. Um, so that's where this niche game kind of comes in, because when it was announced, I didn't think the Arkham Files really needed another game mm -hmm. in the line. There's already Elder Sign the Dice game, Arkham Horror the board game, Arkham Horror the card game, Mansions of the Madness, the mini dungeon exploring game, Eldritch Horror the big board game. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really think that there was need to be another game in that line. Um, so I'm not sure if I still feel that way. I do appreciate that they found kind of a need that like most of the Arkham games play in like two hours mm -hmm. and to find something a little bit lighter, a little bit uh, quicker. Um, one of the ways they do do that though, is they cap it at four players. Mm -hmm. So the card game is technically four players. We've been able to kind of modify it in like five, maybe six players. It yeah. gets a little wonky at six, but the card game can do it because there's a lot of like, how many investigators do you have times the number on this card is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So the more players, the tougher or easier things can get. Mm -hmm. um, but Arkham Horror, the board game, sits up to six. Eldritch sits up to eight. Elder Sign sits up to eight. Yeah, and then Manages the Madness sits two to five. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting fours a little bit tighter. I personally have issues with four-player games hitting the table because there's usually five or six people I'm trying to organize games with. Mm -hmm. So that's already, like, in my book, a strike against this. It may not be a strike against for most people. Mm -hmm. If you have a smaller game group and only play with a few people. Yeah. Or play solo games. Um, so let's talk about the, the contents of the box and, and kind of our first impressions. So it's a small box. Another thing I do enjoy is it is a small box and it is portable and easy to take with you uh, mm -hmm. versus the other Arkham games. The tokens and cards, standard punch board, monsters on little squares, um, your standard cardboard standees and stands for player characters. The Arkham art is a lot of recycled art. We've seen a lot of it before in the other games in the line. So it keeps that theme and keeps that connectivity amongst the Arkham games. Um, I don't recall much new art in this one, actually. I've mm -hmm. probably, I think I've seen all of it before, except for maybe the cover art itself. Mm hmm. Um, it's all good art. I mean, it's just we've seen it, so it, it's it's not like we were digging through and trying to enjoy the art. Um, still very beautiful. I mean, the the map itself is new. I think one of the Elder Gods has new art. Was the other one the board game? The um, uh, board game board actually. Yeah, that's that's all new and, and mm -hmm. nice. A little busy and it has I will say one flaw in it which is actually what they did in the Arkham second edition mm -hmm. original skin was they had such a colorful rich background underneath it 
that you could lose the pathways and the arrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when they revised second edition, they put it like a sepia tone over the entire map to make it more map-ish and less mm-hmm. like less a satellite picture over the town, more of a map that yeah. you would find of Arkham, which made all of the game elements pop a little bit better. And I could see this doing a very good... This could have a really good benefit from that same treatment. Yeah. Because I know in our first couple plays until we got used to it, it was very tough to figure out what path things were supposed to go down and what path yeah. actually what path the investigators are allowed because they're actually mm-hmm. like not really they're they're part of the art versus the monsters which have like red and blue arrows all over. Mm-hmm. Um, the manual I will say does have a nice um, colorblind friendly version of the map. It's miniature, but it definitely helped me figure out where I'm supposed to be able to go or not go based mm-hmm. on the game. Um, since it is a game that sets you at like 60 miles an hour from turn one, there's a lot of setup involved with it, mm-hmm. um, to get you going pretty much everything that has gone wrong has gone wrong or anything that could go wrong has gone wrong at this point. So there's tons of monsters that are put out on the board. There's markers and bad stuff all over the place when you actually get the game set up, which just takes a little time compared to like mansions which is all right all your components are there find this tile go yeah it's uh uh, it's a very stressful stress inducing especially when you just look at it such it's such a small board and and it's very cluttered right away Mm -hmm. it's just stressful to look at yep some of it um i will say like where monsters belong versus where characters belong mm-hmm. um feels very natural because each each part of this of the university has like a little location and it has like two to four boxes that square boxes which exact same size as the uh, monster tokens so that felt very normal and very natural um you get six characters we talked about a little bit last time you have ashcan pete lily chen um michael mcglenn Tommy Muldoon, Jenny Barnes, and Rita Young. Mm-hmm. So six characters. We've seen them before in all the other. I'm pretty much, I think they're in every single Arkham game, except for maybe the card game is still missing. A, uh, Tommy and Michael, and I think Lily aren't in that one yet. Mm-hmm. But that game is still coming without new cycles and new characters are being added still. Um, we didn't get any new characters introduced through this series like we have seen in the card game or mansions which have actually received new investigators that we've never seen before and it's a decent six it's a weird hybrid of like uh, three male three female they're mostly combatants none of them are really on that mystical like spellcasters vibe Mm -hmm. that some of the other characters that they could have picked can do so there's no um Diana Stanley, the cultist. There's no Dexter Drake, the magician. Everyone's more of either like a survivor type or a martial combatant type. Mm-hmm. Um, the one nice thing I will say is everyone gets their little 10 deck of cards. That's what your character is. You're not cluttered with a whole bunch of stuff in this game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you're not really invested in the character either. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I had a hard time, other than like actually reading the title of the card, having a hard time distinguishing Rita versus um, Lily. You know, and when I played through it, um, I couldn't even tell you who I played the last time. Um, the character cards aren't really tied to themselves. They just give you actions on them. Um, I mean, they'll give you a little flavor. Um, right. They... Not a whole lot. And honestly, when you're playing the game, um, you're just looking at the two options that you options that you have on on the cards yeah the flavor text is there but it's not it's not engaging um the card game does a little bit better job because there's like an art piece attached to the card Mm -hmm. where these are just there there's on the face of the card it's here's your top half here's your bottom half and what we're talking about with those top half bottom half actions is during your turn you're going to play two cards face down not talking to the other players i'm sorry not two that's a two-player game typically um four cards are put down in between all the players depending on the number of investigators so if mm-hmm. you play with all four everyone gets one card to play but you also put an initiative counter or priority card as they call it so the fir- the lowest two numbers that are played get to go first and do their top actions where the second two do the bottom action on their cards that they place. Now, top actions are usually the good stuff. Bottom actions are mostly bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of bidding against the other players saying, hey, I think I can do better on my top action. I bid low, but then you can outbid me, and we're not communicating. It's a nice tension mechanic. Mm-hmm. It really makes you feel like um, you're actually in the moment where you can accidentally make someone mess up right just by trying to do something before them not even realizing it thinking this is going to be what wins the game and it turns out that the person sitting across from you had a better card right had something um that that would have really came in clutch in that moment um and it all depends on also the uh numbered cards that you pull up because Mm -hmm. you get four of them I know when me They're and you played, one to 30. yeah, when me and you played, I all of mine were upper twenties in the in the beginning of the game. So no matter what, I was doing my second, right, my bottom text both times. Luckily with that, at least you knew yeah. you were likely doing the bottom, so you could like kind of plan to like well, this one's probably the this, best. These are gonna pop, and I know these where are gonna I'm pop, gonna... and this is what's gonna happen, and this is gonna be the best case scenario that we can manage with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like. I like that mechanic, but at the same time, the rules were very unclear. It's like, during this phase, you can't talk to each other. But at what point does that really start? What point does that really end? And what mm-hmm. sort of hidden information are we talking about? Because I'm not really talking about what my cards can do. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of see, like, oh, you are playing Michael McGlynn. I guess you have dynamite. You can blow up a space. Cool. Yeah. It's... it's, it's... It's you're, one of those you're, you're, wondering... you're running around everywhere because Rita's a fast character, and that's about the most flavor you get out of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it does live up to the fact that you can play this game in under an hour. Mm-hmm. I have taught and played this game in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that is a very good and true statement. Yeah, I, I appreciate it for that, and I do like it for that. Is this a game for everybody? 
probably not. I I was playing through it and I I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll admit that I did enjoy it. And then after I kind of just stewed on it a little bit, I realized that I don't enjoy it as an Arkham game. Mm-hmm. That you can really, um, you can slap any other IP on this, and it's gonna play the same. Um, it's 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 a fun game. But if you're really looking for that next Arkham Horror, you're really looking for that next uh, Mansions of Madness, uh, Eldridge Horror, anything like that, this isn't what you're going to want. It, mm-hmm. it starts off right away how you feel after playing two hours of Arkham Horror and you are getting to that very end. It definitely has that. I will not deny mm-hmm. that. Um, one of the greatest things about like an Arkham Horror is that you work so hard to get to that final hour, and then sometimes the worst thing feeling in the world, um, and I know a lot of people complain about it, is we played for two hours and then still just lost. Yeah. And, and like, it's it's a quick and we, turnaround. And we did everything well, and all of a sudden like mm-hmm. everything went south yeah. in the last 60 minutes, and there was nothing we could do to stop it. I get that. I actually enjoy that about the, the Arkham franchise, mm-hmm. personally, but I definitely... Definitely understand where people will not enjoy that aspect of it. Mm. This brings you to it's the final hour. Here's like everything that quick hurry up and 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 get done with this. I mean, we uh, the last time we played, um, we got to the point where we looked at the board, looked at our cards, and realized that if we played one more turn, no matter what, we were going to fail. So right, we might no as loop. well just throw the cards in now and just take a 50-50 chance that hopefully we'll be able to pull off what we need to pull off. Um, that is one thing about it is what you're trying to do is you're trying to investigate the locations and you're trying to find two, which two symbols you need mm-hmm. to solve the puzzle. Um, and, and it's an interesting mechanic in the sense of while... While you're trying to figure it out, you can contemplate the statistic game a little bit with it because at the beginning of any round, you can just say, let's try to solve this puzzle Mm. and you can win or lose there. So like what we did is like, wow, we can't do anything better. We're going to lose if we don't try. Mm. Let's try. Yeah. Um, The first time we played it, we, we had like half an hour just to learn the rules as quick as we could, and then just play around with it before we had to be back down on the floor at Gen Con to, I think we are going to um, Lore of the Rings. So we just said, hey, let's do this as quick as we can. We got through two rounds. Guest failed. Right. And it's just, you know, you can you can guess anytime. Hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 on top of the characters that were unfortunately to me I felt very mm. plug and play the ancient ones kind of felt that way too to me I played a couple of them there's three total in the box and playing Cthulhu versus Umbroth the special monsters are a little different in the mm-hmm. way they behave but ultimately um, yeah they didn't really do much different. I will say that is kind of a common theme in most of the board games is especially like second edition Arkham Horror um, mm-hmm. and Eldritch Horror. 
where you do pick an ancient one that's the one you're you're fighting against they have some rules mechanics that are a little bit tweaked here and there but ultimately mm-hmm. you're really just playing the board until that final end so that's that I'm not going to really fault it on because that's kind of been their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the only ones that really feel like they really have an impact is when you play the different cycles in the card game. Mm-hmm. Because if you play Carcosa, Haster is your um, big bad evil guy. And you discover that. And all those scenarios are very heavily themed to mm-hmm. what he does, how he does it, and things of that nature. Just like the Dunwich Horror is very much based off the Dunwich Horror. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of stuff that way. Um, and those games are a little bit easier to theme and heavily and have that. And Elder Sign does kind of the same thing that like Eldritch and the second edition board game do. Mm-hmm. They're there. They kind of adjust the rules a little bit to kind of spice it up or theme it up in a, in a certain way, just like this game does. So the ancient ones are kind of plug and play. Yeah. Um, the investigators, this is the one of the first times I've actually felt that about the investigators themselves outside of maybe Eldritch not um, Elder Sign. Mm-hmm. They're a little interchangeable in Elder Sign, but that's mostly because your ability is the only thing that's really keeping you separate. Yeah. So, um, that's a lot to say about Final Hour. I would recommend this game for Arkham Lovecraftian fans. I would recommend this game for someone who is looking for a puzzle challenge game mm-hmm. that can be played in that hour or less that isn't a light filler game mm-hmm. um this isn't your like like break out and let's play something for 20 minutes you're going to play it for about that hour it's going to mm-hmm. take a little time to set up so you're going to be a little bit more invested than uh, a filler game would be but it definitely does not hit that like if you want to play something else in the night this is a good game to mix in there mm-hmm um, I would see this game fitting into that bill also like, oh, most of us, you know, there's like three or four of us that can get together at six o'clock today and more people are going to be showing up at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Okay. Why don't we play a game of final hour? We know we can get that through. And then when more people show up, bust out something else. Mm-hmm. It is a good game for, um, people who just want a very quick um, an easy to learn uh, co-op game. Uh, you don't really need to know too much about the Arkham Horror franchise at all. Um, and like we've said, the the investigators. I mean, you can really look at the cards, and there's no way, real way to differentiate between them. So even bringing in friends who have never done anything with Arkham Horror, they're not going to know the difference. Um, and they would really have to dig through the cards to find the the key cards, like Jenny um, Jenny Barnes Twin Forty Fives, right? Um, and the only reason that was something to us is because you know we play Arkham Horror LCG, we play the Arkham mm. Horror game, so we're like, okay, I recognize that, but that really has no significance in this game. It's yeah, it's yeah. I think it does more of a disservice than it does a benefit, but mm-hmm. that's coming from someone who's played the Arkham games since 05. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if this is your first four-way into an Arkham Universe game, it may not be bad, but I still think like the LCG or 
um, the third edition board game would be a better first go, depending on what game you're looking for. Hey, if you're trying to uh, use a gateway uh, game to get a friend's into an Arkham game, this wouldn't be too bad because after that hour, you may win, you may lose, who knows? Have them do this, see how they rage quit, and see if they're really up for the uh, three uh, three plus hours on uh, Arkham Horror. All right, so they really didn't like it in 45 minutes, so spending two hours or two to three hours to lead up to this to be upset by it, yeah, maybe not for them. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our review of Final Hour. Um, I know personally... It uh, has a niche. It has a niche. Um, personally, I, like I said at the top of the episode, um, I picked up my own copy and we decided to give it away mm-hmm. um, because I'll just wait until our friendly local gaming store gets a new uh, gets their own copies. Yep. And then I'll go pick up from them. Um, but we want to get this in someone's hands. Um, I, I'm still going to pick up a copy when it comes out because it is it's a fun, quick game um, right. for what it is. Yeah, um, the couple small benefits I will say is it is a small game. It is a forty dollar price point opposed to like the sixty, eighty, like mm-hmm. hundred dollar price points that some of the other Arkham games sit at. Um, personally, for my forty dollars, I'd prefer LCG box. Mm-hmm. I think I would get more hours of enjoyment out of it. But card games aren't for anybody, and deck building is not for everybody. So if you want a pick-up-and-go game for $40, mm-hmm. this is the Arkham game for you. If you want something a little more meat on its bones, I would say the card game would be a better yeah. choice at the same price There, point. There are going to be um, games that deal more heavily in the theme. This is just a quick, fun, easy way to go. Right. So, yeah, definitely, I mean, you've gotten me hooked on the LCG. Um, I've been coming out almost every uh, every other week with you guys and playing um, and going from that to this, I think I told you before we started the episode, I did find it a little lacking because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm like, okay, well I'm playing as Jenny Barnes. I play her in the LCG. Like, this is fun. And then I got to the end and go, well, I played as Jenny Barnes, but I don't remember. And, and you never felt like you played Jenny. Yeah. Other than Jenny was in the back of, uh, art on the back of your cards. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. It's not a bad game. It looks great. It's well produced. I think it could have gone a little bit more into th- lean into the theme a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does capture what I think the all- onset goal was, which was a fast breakneck speed Arkham game that you're in and out before you know it, mm-hmm. and you didn't spend three hours getting there to f- just lose at the end anyway. Yeah. So. It is on the tougher side, I will say. If you don't get the right cards and you don't get the right things, like it's just mm. you can't beat it. Not ever, like I don't know. It has its spot. Um, I collect the Arkham games, so it's gonna stay in my collection for that yeah. reason alone. Um, and I may make uh, an Arkham, ironically, Arkham Knight out of it, and make like okay, this is the warm up game. Let's play a couple rounds of this before we dive into something deeper and heavier like mm-hmm. an eldritch horror so um it has its home yeah it's, and and i'll pick this up a copy is too, definitely yeah. not a game for everybody though yeah and uh it has its spot and yeah that's arkham horror final hour so 
we are running the contest for a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, while we may not have the most glowing review, I believe it's a very honest review of it. And give it a whirl. You might like mm-hmm. it. And definitely enjoy the contest. We are on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, the uh, Carrier Pigeon, I think now. We're all over the place. Um, and you have your own personal um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Which is at Sid Pikes. At Sid Pikes, um, I will be retooling my own so that I have my own personal one for the next episode. Um, but you can always follow us on everything at Tabletop Arcanum. We've been retweeting uh, your your tweets. Right. Um, I'm going to be doing something similar to that too, so that um, we're a little want to more. If you follow one, you can actually see a little bit more of what each of us is up to. Exactly. Um, and yeah, you have another when this comes out another week until the end of the giveaway. It ends on September 9th. You can go in every day mm-hmm. and um, just do the daily entry. Right. Um, and make sure to follow us on follow us on all of the social media because we do post it there before we talked about it on this episode. So we're going to be doing things like that just so mm-hmm. people get first. People who want to listen to us or want to follow us can get first crack at everything. So Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, next episode. Next episode, I think we're going to try doing Horrified. I haven't talked to you about this yet. Horrified the review? Huh? Horrified oh, the review? The, hor- the horrible Horrified review? The fantastic Horrified review. Is it? I love that game. Find out next episode. You already know how I feel, but I'll tell you more. Well, you'll find out how I feel. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is Ricky. And this is Justin. We got nothing funny to say anymore. Yeah, no, we've lost it. This was the final hour. Do-do-do-do. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 